Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica Five Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Peretti's. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25 count bundles, all 50 count bundles using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 US. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com. Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator Grinder, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some tequila, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 30-second official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cupid cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We welcome our first guest lizard, chef partner Ricky Camacho from the Añejo Restaurant Group, for part one of our tequila deep dive, and we discuss why this spirit pairs so well with cigars, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair two artisan tequilas with the San Cristobal de la Habana, La Punta. Our second pyramid in the Battle of the Pyramids on the pod tonight, the San Cristobal de la Habana, La Punta. It's a 52 ring gauge by five and a half inch stick. A gorgeous looking pyramid. Very rustic though, boys. It is. Uh, way more rustic than I would think most of the other pyramids in the Habanos line. True. You know, you, you think about the Upman 2, the, P2. the P2. Yeah. Even the Unicos. I mean, yep. this is certainly the most rustic looking of the bunch. So very excited to do it on the pod tonight. Let's, uh, let's cut this thing really quick. See what we're getting on the cold draw. And the wrapper. Beautiful uh, soft box press here. Yeah. Compliments of the dress box, unfortunately. Absolutely. Mm. Mine is definitely a little tight. Yeah, so is mine. Very mine's tight. definitely a little tight. Really? I'm yeah. wide open. I had a feeling about I took a good amount off of mine. I don't know if you want to look at this, Giz, and I did the I, same. I'm open. I did the same. Mine's pretty wide I'll open. Take a little more. Okay. I'll take a little more. Yeah, my, yeah mine's open. Yeah. That's mine's good. open. So what are you guys getting on the uh, on the cold draw? I don't know, not much. Yeah, a little cedar. The cedar, nothing crazy. And tobacco. Just cedar on the cold draw. But if you smell the wrapper. Yeah, a bit of sweetness on a like wrapper. Like some milk chocolate. Giving it another cut, Senator, did help a little bit. But it's still, I wouldn't say, close to what I would expect from right. a Habanos pyramid. Interesting. I'm just going to go with it. Very cool. Yeah, I was um, I was feeling around in the box, and there was there was one or two that were heftier. I just just luck of the draw. They just felt like heavy. There was one or two that felt heavy. Yeah, like they were packed too much or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So we have a uh, very special guest with us tonight, boys. As we're about to light this thing, Ricky is here, the chef and uh, partner in the Anejo Restaurant Group. With restaurants in what? New York, Philly, 
Did I miss any, Ricky? No, currently two in New York and one in Philadelphia. Awesome. And awesome. growing and growing. What's like this thing? The San Cristobal de la Habana, La Punta. We'll, we'll call it for uh, brevity's sake tonight, we'll call it San Cristobal. But its formal name is San Cristobal de la Habana. That's such a, that's such a common word in your vocabulary. Formal. Formal. Because you're like the least formal guy I know. <laughs> That's true. It's fucking hilarious. He's actually anti. Yeah, you're actually visceral reactions to anything <laughs> having to do with being formal. It's very true. Only if it's a wedding or a funeral. Or a cigar rating. Or a cigar rating. Again, this is 52 ring gauge by five and a half inches. A pyramid. I'd be curious how everyone's drawing. If it was like, if it was a blind tasting, I think this is a Monty 2 for a second on the... I'm right there with you, Pooba. Oh, my God. You're right. This is super like chocolatey. Like if you blinded it. Um, L- lots of that Cuban twang for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So this is the first San Cristobal I've ever had. Ah, I've never had one before. This is the only one I've had. Yeah, Same here. I've been asking Bam for uh, the cigar <laughs> for the last two years. What else is new? <laughs> Your wish has come true. <laughs> Just waiting for the pot. It's very pleasant. Very pleasant. Loving it so far. I, your comment about the money too has me immediately guessing. What's the price point of this versus money too? So I paid fourteen bucks a stick for these. So right on point. Right on same. Well, same not age. not anymore. I mean, no. a box now of of money too reasonably priced is about four seventy five. Yeah. So that has jumped about a hundred <laughs> bucks in the past. I don't know. I don't know. The last week or two, it's jumped quite a bit. Last month, so. So, Grinder, I find these to be a, a light to medium cigar for me personally. Yeah. I'm getting the Monty 2 thing, but not as twangy. Um, it's a little smoother. Um, I don't know if I like that, though, versus what I like. And I'm getting a lot of, I like, chocolate in, in the cigar. I get cocoa in this. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's good so far. I mean, I wish the draw was a little more wide open, but. For yours, yeah. Yeah, for mine, but so be it. Does it have any age on it? Uh, these are 2019s. Yeah. So, L- LGR box code. So before we get into tequila, I'll talk very briefly about San Cristobal de la Habana because there's not really that much to talk about. Uh, the brand was created in 1999, um, and there was another brand with the same name, but uh, it's not related. And um, it's a portfolio uh, marca from Habanos. Yep. and. There's really not much else to say about it. They have three uh, regular production cigars, the El Principe, which is a Petite Corona, a La Fuerza, which is a Robusto Extra, and this La Punta, which is a Pyramid. So that's really the brand history on San Cristobal. Not much else to say. Well, I think before we get into tequila, uh, we were excited to have our our first guest. And so uh, Puba and his excitement brought something that uh, necessitated me uh, going upstairs for the saber. Oh, uh, hey. properly. Hey, now we're going to properly toast a our proper uh, our first oh, guest. Wonderful. So, Gizmo, we are making it formal. In other words. <laughs> it seems very formal as the box comes out. Puba, take oh, the narration away. And so, right now, what's happening is Senator. Um, he's got a wooden box. For those of you who have not heard this before, there's a wooden box, and in this wooden box is a saber. It's approximately two feet long, maybe more. Intimidating. Um, it's got a beautiful handle on it, and it actually says his name on there, which is interesting. And um, El Senador. <laughs> El Senador. Do you see the bottle sweating, Puba? And, Look at um, the bottle sweating. Look at it. Oh, you know, so I, I really chilled this. This was this is going to be nice and cold because it was nice and cold in transport, and we only live five minutes away. And now he's taking the sword. Now he's taking the sword. He's standing up. He's going for it. Oh! oh wow. What a beautiful. beauty. What a saber What a beautiful job. job. I mean, that's I mean, impressive. It's You're clean right off. Fantastic. So, he's Ricky, got a welcome towel. to the pod. Thank welcome you, to the thank pod. Thank you. I am extremely flattered. And, and now you to get here. to watch Senator B. Garcon, which is one of our favorite parts. <laughs> <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for Puba to say, he's pulling out a six-foot saber. <laughs> <laughs> About to samurai Gizmo in the fucking face. <laughs> Which is not that unlikely. <laughs> yes. Now he's he's evenly distributing 
the very, Paul, the very, Paul Roger. Very gratuitous in the pours. Which oh, yes. Also. Yes. Well, we're just going to generous this pour. in, in pound. Oh, look at this. Daisy chaining. Wow. <laughs> what a gentleman. He's, wow. the, he's the best boy. He's the key grip. Perfect. And Perfect the garçon. Boy. So much effort and, and, and thought. With the towel wrapped around his arm and all. Yes. Thank you, Senator. <laughs> it's a caddy. Beautifully he's got a, he's Thank got you, a, Senator. He's got a work belt on with, with a corkscrew, duct tape. Thank you so much. WD-40. WD-40 wires. He's wearing Tim's. Exactly. All right, boys. All right. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Thank you so much. Ricky, welcome to the pod. We're so happy to have you you here. Cheers, boys. Cheers. This is fantastic. God, it hits the spot. Going to be pretty hammered at the end of this, huh? Oh, yeah. Cheers, bud. (laughs) Nice. Do we need to give Ricky a name? Ricky. You know, I was thinking of that on the way here, uh, believe it or not. And I just... What do you got for us? I couldn't couldn't come up with anything as cool as your guys' names. Um, Cactus? No, no. Oh, I said cool. <laughs> <laughs> you prickly bastard, Cactus. <laughs> prickly. No, I'm trying to think where uh, I hero. hero. Agave. The, 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 Agave. Top bun, the top bun takes Agave. It. You know. His name is Hero. Sushi. <laughs> <laughs> the sushi guy. The sushi guy. Because you're a chef and you you're just it. jealous. Because <laughs> 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 I'm bald. Because <laughs> oh, I have no hair. <laughs> Let's call him Nobu. The name, the name uh, has the name uh-huh. has to be generated organically. It does. Well, that, you know it that's does. your job. It's Puba. an organic Puba. process. Yeah, we need to have. We'll a, get there. We'll we get there. Have a moment. I'll, yes. I'll tell you what. Let me think of that, and uh, I'll get back to you. Right. We'll but grand. that's the problem. You don't. You don't make your. You don't. Yeah, you, you don't. don't, you don't it's it's granted. granted. It's given. Okay. There, there's really only yeah, one it's, it's person that gets to pick it. It's Puba. That's exactly right. Which is why he's Puba. Look at it. It'll reveal itself in due time. Yeah, it'll come out before the end of the episode. It'll come out. It's like the spirit of God. Yes. Sometimes it's just spirit of the lizards. So, uh, Ricky, we are so happy to have you here. And uh, this was uh, brought on by, you know, in our short time knowing you and having met you at at our clubhouse uh, through, I know Senator has some mutual friends of yours, partners of yours. Uh, You have been an eye-opening resource, certainly for me, I I I would say for the entire group on the artisan uh side of great tequilas yeah thank you thank you uh yeah man first and foremost i i gotta thank that partner uh jay pizzo as i call him for bringing us together um and you know i i I saw it as an opportunity when joining the clubhouse so you know i figured uh you know i've I've listened to all of the episodes prior to coming on here not in one shot but or you know as they as they get released and i see you know scotch and bourbon and even rum or beer uh, featured oftentimes. And there was a couple features or, or pairings with tequila, I should say. And fine tequila, uh, but there's so many tequilas out there that don't get the, uh, the, mar- the marketing dollars. They don't get the same opportunities that, you know, some of those other brands that you may have covered previously uh, get. And it's not because they're any worse or, and, you know, and more often than not, they're much better. Uh, they're, they're, they're excellent. They're produced artisanally. Um, and they're just delicious to drink. Mm. So, you know, I, I was just really grateful for the opportunity. Super excited to get a locker to put my things in. And, you know, I just look forward to getting to the clubhouse. And whenever there's people there pulling out some good tequila and preaching the gospel, getting people interested. And maybe we could get some of those Scotch sales over to the uh, tequila side. You've already done yeah, that. Yeah. You've yeah, already done that. I, I no, just have to say, I mean, I, I think we're all very discerning consumers when it comes to spirits. And me especially, I mean, I can't count how many vineyards I've, I've visited in Napa or other places. And the people at the actual site don't even know very much about the product that they're responsible for making. So I've got a pretty sensitive bullshit meter for stuff like this. And I'll never forget the first time sitting down with Ricky just astounded by his knowledge yeah. of yeah. tequila and agave and even more astounded that every single bottle of tequila that he has poured for me, one, I have never heard of, yep. and two, <laughs> has been absolutely fantastic. There's yet to be one that disappoints. They've so, all been delicious. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a, a long you. time yes, coming. Thank you. Thank What's you. also interesting is that he goes into the manufacturing process. Which I'm which so excited it's, to dig into. It's really fascinating. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and that's probably one of the most romantic things about tequila. I mean, obviously, you know, flavor aside, just how this stuff is made and, and what it takes to get it done 
is is so interesting and, and it makes you really want to seek out the good stuff, you know, not just whatever's out there, whatever you can get your hands on. And, you know, if you can't find it in your local brick and mortar, just, you know, go online and get it and uh, or come to the restaurant. You know, chances are we'll have it. How, how many how many tequilas you guys have, have on? Uh, I'd say agave distillates in total. We're stocking right now about 234 bottles. Wow. What? Uh, wow. wow. Okay. Interestingly enough, though, I would say it's mezcal and tequila are pretty well balanced. And then we have a few other agave distillates that really haven't gotten any time in the limelight, you know, such as Resilla and Bacanara and Sotol. Uh, they're, they're just not out there as much as tequila or mezcal. But we'll get there. You know, 10, 15 years ago, tequila sort of blew up. In, in the in, in a good way uh and then mezcal sort of started following you know i'd say five or six years ago hmm. the uh, mezcal thing fascinates me so what, yeah i yeah. can't wait yeah. to get you guys into the mezcal i, I would, figure we i do, can't wait for that we get through I can't the tequila wait for first it's definitely going to be a slightly different experience Love, can't wait a- am i the only one very nervous about that very uh, very no. nervous. I, i'm nervous of, i'm, I'm nervous about if it. there's one spirit i have not been able to enjoy it's mezcal now i would put my life in ricky's hands and i'm gonna do this when <laughs> we do you, mezcal we, we're gonna see how that goes i'm very curious <laughs> is that is that is mezcal a spirit that you can you know nicely absolutely consume I, I out on its own yeah 100 percent. because i've only o- had it in mixed <laughs> that's the only way i have yeah. it I only have it neat porn, as you guys know, no ice, right? Uh, yeah. Very rarely do I ever use ice in anything. Uh, but yeah, it's you, you learn to appreciate the terroir, the flavors that you're getting from the agave, from how from how it's processed. Uh, and when you get into the mezcal world, it's even broader than it is in tequila. But this is a tequila episode, so so is just amateur question. What's the difference between the two? Uh, there is many, but I'll highlight a couple. Uh, so tequila has to be made from the tequila, tequilana blue Weber agave. So only one type of agave, uh, and five different States in Mexico. They're usually cooked in brick ovens or stone ovens, autoclaves, um, and diffusers, which we might, we might get into later on. Uh, mezcal could made from, could be made from over 60 different types of agave. So you get a broad range of flavors. And then as far as cooking, instead of the, there are some that are done in brick ovens, but most are done in earthen pits. Uh, so, you know, sometimes, especially early on, it seemed like every mezcal hitting the market was a smoke bomb. And, and that's all people remember. It's like, oh, mezcal is a smoky counterpart to tequila. Yeah. And I probably have two smoky mezcals on my back bar out of the hundred that are there. Uh, so that, that's the exception. Uh, not not the the common denominator with mezcals, and I think that's sort of where we get people started. Is it doesn't have to be an ashtray, right? It doesn't have to be that flavor profile, because uh, there's so there's some of these mezcals that you know the agave just gets to shine and do its thing. Yeah. So um, I think I speak for a lot of folks out there, a lot of listeners, maybe a lot of guys in the room. My previous experiences with tequila were not great, you know, because I was drinking maybe poor tequila, bad tequila, whatever word you want to use. So it was very eye-opening to to see the correlation between artists and tequila, um, which, you know, the first vehicle for that for me uh, was from Puba and Senator getting into Don Julio Anejo. And then moving on from that to the things you have been bringing to the clubhouse and kind of making us aware of. I mean, it's eye-opening how much I'm enjoying these. I'm reaching for tequila Nine times out of ten now versus any other spirit. So that, that's awesome, and that's a credit to to you and and Puba and Senator. So that's why I think this is very valuable. I think the, the doing this deep dive is very exciting for me, because I can't wait to try some of these things, guys. Awesome, so. it's it's so exciting for me because I think a lot of people just like you have had that same experience where their first tequila was probably the gold stuff in college, and you wake up the next day <laughs> feeling like crap. And, <laughs> and and look, the, the reality is that legally that's not tequila, right? contains about 49% agave. The rest are additives and things like this. And that's why you probably felt like crap the day after. Uh, you know, everything from glycerin to caramel coloring to, you know, you name it, it's in there, right? And those are the additives. Uh, all of the tequilas we'll be covering today will not contain additives. So awesome. had had not had nothing to do with the 27 shots. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> had everything to do with that too. <laughs> But you could only do that because of the price point at that time, right? You know, a bottle of that stuff was. Oh, we didn't know any you know, better. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm you glad you, I'm glad you mentioned the the additives because, um, as someone who's 
been drinking tequila kind of since the boom started. Mm-hmm. Um, but drinking commercial, like higher end commercial, more commercially made, less artisanal made tequilas sure. like Don Julio, yeah. like Classa. Um, and what you've, in Don Julio, I, I do like, I'll always drink it. Classe. Oh, classe. Classe. Classe Azul. Sorry. Blue class. Yeah. Classe. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't love it. I like this. Please, oh, correct, please yeah. correct Puba. I was going go, <laughs> to go right there. Oh. He is very well behaved tonight. <laughs> correct me, goddamn. Uh, <laughs> classe. Um, anyway, uh, it's sweet. And, yeah. and there's and there's there's a lot of sugar added to that, and there's a lot of premium. So maybe that's something you can you can talk a little bit more about. There's a there's there's this premium high end celebrity tequilas that are out there sure. that are very drinkable. They're high priced, um, but they add a lot of sugar, and 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 it really is it masks the taste of really what a more true spirit or a true tequila should taste like, and um, it's not that great. Of an experience sure yeah it's it's not right and i'm not here to to shit on any brand or talk bad about any brand because there's something out there for everyone you know and just like you guys don't cover many new worlds or you're very particular about the cigars you smoke i'm the same with my tequila so if there's people out there that enjoy classes and i and i imagine there's many because it's marketed well it does well it's available, so chances are if you're at a bar, at a restaurant, even at a club, it's there for you to get and you could taste it. And, you know, unlike the bottles that I have here today, you're going to have to seek them out a bit. You know, you might get lucky and find them in your local brick and mortar, but otherwise there's not a whole lot done, uh, a whole lot else done. We do have a celebrity tequila here today, so it's not all celebrity tequila. So I did make a point to bring a celebrity tequila because this is one that's done right. Uh, and we'll get into it. But, yeah, in some cases th- there's... There's, there's three different ways to process or your agave, right? And, I mean, it's, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. Agaves, in general, you know, you, there's different levels of ripeness. At that, you know, at those different levels, there's percentages of sugar. Those sugar, those sugar percentages increase. Um, when you're a mass-marketed tequila and you need to make thou- hundreds of thousands of liters of juice, you're probably not going to wait to get that 10-year-old agave or that 13-year-old agave that the smaller guy's waiting to get because he doesn't make as much as you do and he wants to make sure that what he does make is delicious. So you're going to go for the younger agave. What else are you going to cut out? You may not use the full artisanal process that requires you to you know, use a tohono or a roller mill or a brick oven with, that would take days. It could take hours if you use a diffuser. Um, diffuser is a controversial thing in, in the in the tequila world because of how it's done and what it does to the agave and what it allows you to do. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, if you're drinking a tequila that is that big, it's probably made in that manner. Um, so what happens is they have to add additives to give that tequila soul. Because when you bypass all of those artisanal methods, you lose the soul that's that's natural that would naturally be in your juice. Uh, you lose it. So let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Some of these other tequilas, like Class A, that you say, like there are, you know, additives to it, mm-hmm. are they marketed more towards women? I don't think it's women that it's marketed to. It's marketed to the Masses. consumer that's looking for that smooth experience. You almost feel no burn, right? I just, I call it hot or not hot, right? There's heat, that heat is that burn. Some of that heat is good because that heat's coming from the agave. So you just, it's kind of like those natural fruity notes. Uh, coming from the agave, it's bright. Uh, Class Azul is very dark, you know, and that and that's a repo, which you know we'll get into. That's only aged for you know six months, six to eleven months max by law. Yet it tastes so insanely sweet and smooth, as if it's been sitting in wood for ten years, right? So that that's usually the first sort of uh, factor that helps you determine what, what's what's happening with that brand. So uh, before we get into trying our first tequila. I'm curious what you guys are thinking of this cigar. Um, I'm about... Uh, it's smooth inch, like the class inch, the, inch in. Puba has his hand up. Go, Puba. <laughs> oh, I like that. Glasses in session. <laughs> very flat. I For totally me. agree. It's very flat. It, I've had some performance issues. It's not burning particularly well, even though my draw was open. 
it tunneled on me a little and then it also the rappers kind of it's very one-dimensional for me i'm not getting a whole lot of, of power i want more and it's not delivering it and i agree on I everything you just said i have it actually a very good burn here um how's the flavor on yours it started very wonderful and then it to your point it's kind of, i wouldn't say it's flat it's it's one-dimensional there is some cocoa I just relit and got that. Yeah, you yeah. get that, but it's one dimensional. It's in the the finish is really, really abrupt. Yeah, like nothing, like not yeah, long the, at all. The aroma is nice. It's all right, guys. Yeah. It's a kilo makeup for it. Uh, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I'm just being honest because I felt yeah. strongly about it as coming through I'm, here. I'm not. It's not doing it for me. You know, it, it's funny in the chef world. There's different types of cocoa powder, different grades, different colors in all our worlds but i see it more often than you guys um this reminds me of a very light cocoa powder almost like hershey cocoa powder right mm. which is just your just sort of everyday yeah. commonplace cocoa powder uh whereas there's like very ruby red uh colors on on some darker cocoa powders or or even really black uh this is like a very light it's so wonderful right having a chef in would, here to like it's test great. our palates right now. <laughs> it's totally great. Now, do you use the you use those in mole or? I do. We use them in mole. We use them in. Uh, at one point, I was doing a chocolate pudding. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so as a chef, I mean, you might be getting some different notes from the cigar that we are getting. You know, on so the, on the cold you... draw, I was getting some lick, some not licorice, anise. I was getting a little light anise uh, hint, which is coming right. from the cedar too. So. Yeah. I'm kind of getting like a nutty thing too. There's like a, a a nuttiness about it. I don't want to compare it to a ras, but when I'm saying nutty, I mean in that kind of rassy, nutty way. Um, but we'll see how it develops here, boys. You know what? Retrohale it. Right. Yeah, it is nice. You get that. Retro. You get that anise. It is nice on the retrohale. You do get that little anise. Uh, no, I would certainly classify this as a mild cigar. It definitely is. Yeah, mild. it's absolutely. mild. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, boys. So let's, uh, Ricky. Let's try our first tequila. Tell us what we got here, and let's uh, let's let's start. Let's dig in. Sure. All right, guys. So we're starting here with. Uh, it's almost a shame to go with this one first. Uh, it's a blanco tequila, whereas all the others that we're doing have some age on them. Um, this tequila is extremely special. It's called Fuente Seca Cosecha. Uh, Puba, you can say that in English for everyone. <laughs> 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 Pagoda's in the house. Yes, Fuente, Fuente Seca. Cosecha. So although it's a Blanco, this guy here, he, he essentially was, you know, he's a master cultivator, comes from a long line of, of uh, agave cultivists, and he wanted to find his own distillery. He wanted to create something that was more in the middle. Right. And now if you look at this comes in a beautiful wooden box with hay in there and it's it's secure in the box. And on the box, it says Huerta Singular, uh, which is basically saying it's a single field. Right. So some of those mass marketed agaves, they they're, you know, because they need I mean, tequilas, because they need to produce so much, they're just buying agaves from multiple sources. This guy is going as far as, as saying this isn't only estate grown agave, my estate. These agave come from a single field. Right, and that field is located at about 5,524 feet, right? Um, and it's protected by a cliff or a mountain that shades it in a particular manner, and it's also downslope. So what happens is the agave is never flood, right? So, Senator, you with the wine, you understand the, I, the flooding. You're speaking yeah. my language. This is wonderful. <laughs> right, so it's, you know, you know, and it's funny, right? So I, I knew nothing about tequila. This is all like self-taught and talking with people. And many bottles won't tell you where the agave is specifically. This guy, if you look on that bottle, the label, I, if I could drag it here, I would. Uh, but it tells you specifically where it is in, out, in elevation. Uh, and what he wants to do here is highlight that agave. But that elevation is right smack in the middle between lowlands and highlands. So he's trying to tell us there's not only lowland and highland tequila, but there's this also, right? And when you get into this, uh, you know, petro petrochor is an uh, 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 adjective I hear on this podcast so often, usually <laughs> to make fun of, <laughs> of Grindr. But um, no, th this, is where, this is where I get it. But when you taste that agave, you know, you're going to get that. And he wants to highlight that flavor profile so much that instead of saying, okay, we're going to go zero to two months because after two months, close to three months, you start to become a reposado if you're aging an oak. 
He says, I'm going to let this sit in glass cask or uh, I forget the proper name for it, but for three years. And wow. that's going to allow the tequila to sort of play together, meld, and just become one with itself. And, you know, you're going to get everything from briny notes out of here to, you know, mineralities, black pepper, not too much, maybe more so like white pepper. Maybe I'm crazy, but I'm getting a little bit of black licorice. And you mentioned anise earlier. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm tasting so that. So what are you yeah. guys getting? The, the nose on this is really interesting. It's amazing it's on the nose. It's a little peak. There is There's something smoky. going on in the yeah, nose like, that yep. I can't describe. Hey, so, Ricky, let me ask you something before you go on. What, is, <laughs> what does uh, cosecha mean? Cosecha means harvest. Ah. Because they do say that on some of the uh, Reserva, Reserva cigars, cosecha. Exactly. Reserva exactly. Cosecha, yeah. Yeah. harvest, special so, special harvest. Mm-hmm. Just means hard to harvest. So cosecha is the the that specific harvest. So are we Get trying it? this thing? Sure. Let's, do it. Let's try it. What were we gonna say, Bam? Getting back to what you were saying, it's it's really beautiful and elegant and mild on the nose. Now, I want you guys to take note of this one thing. This is still strength. So usually tequilas you're going to taste are at 80 proof. This is at about 93. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it, it has a little kick. A little kick to yeah. it. What is it you, hot? Is that what you said? It's hot. Hot. Yeah. Hot. It's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's really delicious. It's smooth, but it's, it, it's got a... They're, they're, it's got an yeah. oomph to it. It's there's a dry. creaminess to it. There's a brininess to it. There's a minerality to it. Uh, getting like creamsicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah, hundred percent creamsicle. Now he he kept this still strength on purpose. He thinks the agave comes through more when when it's uh you know when the final spirit's hotter. Uh, otherwise, if this was sort of a, I would say if this was rested at eighty proof, to this point it would fall flat. Right, if he's sat for three years in in the glass jars, um, I mean, this thing has also just been aged in that bottle. I mean, th this said what twenty thirteen yeah. was the year. I well, twenty sixteen or six because it sat in glass for three years. So I've had it since twenty sixteen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was bottled in thirteen. Yep. Wow. How how common or uncommon bottled, is that for there to be an age yeah. statement, an actual year? On a bottle of tequila, I feel like I haven't seen that. Obviously, we know Don Julio, 1942, has not been sitting in that bottle since 1942. <laughs> it has in Rooster's house. <laughs> so, Senator, to your point, it's not often that you see it, and it's mostly because it's implied, right? When you see a reposado, you know, by law, it has to be between 3 and 11 months. When it's an añejo, it has to be... You know, between uh, it has to be a year or more. When it's an extra añejo, it's uh, eighteen months or more. Um, so you know, well, it's more of it's usually not mentioned unless there's something special. This guy wants you to know the exact altitude, the exact uh, field, uh, why it's special to him, how it's rested. So he puts all of those details on the bottle. So <laughs> guess your favorite or one of your favorites is Don Fulano. Yep. This guy makes Don Fulano. This guy's a genius. Yeah. What is, is Don Falano? It's a brand of tequila. You've it's had it. One of Haven't you had it at the club? You had it at the club? Yeah, you were there. He oh, was yes. ready to yes. attack me. It was excellent. Did you see his hand go up? <laughs> Did <laughs> you <laughs> see that? That was the stuff on Cinco de Mayo. I was drinking from the bottle. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got it. Got it. Ricky, maybe tell everybody the name of this again. Sure. This is Fuente Seca Cosecha. This is the 2013 bottling. Uh, or harvest, I should say, because it doesn't get bottled until 2016. Uh, there, there are other years available that have other, you know, uh, properties attached to it in terms of why it's special. I'm not too familiar with the others. This is sort of my Blanco. What's the uh, price point on this? So for a Blanco, this goes to $89 uh, and more as the years go on because there's obviously less of them since there's only 8,000 made here. Um, and about a thousand were distributed outside of the U.S. So, but is he still bottling? I mean, is there new batches being produced of this stuff? No, but he does have other years. Yeah, yeah. awesome. So, so every year is he producing roughly like eight thousand and putting a the year of the harvest on it? I don't know for sure, but I would say something okay. along those lines. Yeah, he's making Cosecha. something special. That's he's very cool. Something special, very for, cool for sure. So, I, I, so um, I, just to comment on this, this, this. So. You gotta. I feel like I get a much better experience when you take a when you take like a take a generous sip of this. Yes. Yep. And 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 just get it. Just jump yep. into it, and the finish is long. 
I'm not saying drink it like a shot, but if you got it, if you just nip it, it's not, you're not going to get it. You got to, like, I'm going to finish this right now. Oh, really? (laughs) And you get it, like, coats your mouth. Yeah. And you really get a good, it's... It's not as hot. It's a great point. adjusts. I did the same thing. Yeah. And you just, just, just kind of give it a, give on the it a good belt. Yeah, he's right. He's and right. it tastes, so here's the finish a, is so, so long so on it. Here's a question. We're, we're, this is, we're drinking this neat. I know how you feel about ice in your tequila. If we had a chip of ice in each, how would the tequila react and would it open up and would we have it, different notes? It, it'll open up 100%. I yeah. don't know if it'll have different notes. I think it'll open up those oh, okay. notes. And sort of reduce the heat a little bit so that it comes through. Sure. Um, I think for me, because I'm I've drank this often up until the last couple of years. Uh, this is probably the third bottle. I think I purchased three bottles in total, and this is the last of the third bottles. Uh, the third wow. bottle that We're, I have. We feel privileged. So. Wow. Thank you. Thank so, you. Yeah, thanks you know, so much. Thank man. you very much. And forgive me because I. What a great start, by the way. Thank you. I should have given you guys some pointers to kind of get that going, right? So, when tasting tequila, right, we. It's always important to get that that first sort of whiff, you know. But when you do it, do it with your mouth open. So you're not getting the vapors. You're actually getting the aroma of the tequila, right? A lot of people smell, and they smell with their mouth closed. And it's sort of the equivalent of taking a shot, right? Then you bring it up to your lips. Let it sort of kiss your lips. You take a little bit more of a sip, rub it around your gums. And what you're doing is you're just tempering your palate. You're tempering your mouth. And then you swallow that. You start tempering your throat. And then it prepares you to receive the rest of the tequila. Totally, totally. That's kind of where I was going without even knowing what I was talking about. Like, like as you drink this, like, yes, at first you're like, okay, it's a little hot, but then as you drink it, it and your palate adjusts to it. Yeah, I got, I got some really nice citrus notes, um, and which was really cool. But there's something else in there that's going on too, which I can't quite pinpoint. For me, it's it's like cream soda, creamsicle. You know, there's a creaminess, there's a viscosity to it that just makes it. You know, it, it yeah. gives it a really long finish. Uh, the difference, the difference between when I first tried it with, to use your word, nip, you know, when to, to nip it versus now is like night, night and day. Night yeah, night yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, it's so that's much why smoother. I'm not a fan of ice. Yeah. Right. Because the ice is just diluting it as it sits, you mm. know, so you're, 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 you're potentially changing the flavor too yeah. much. Right. You know, you're introducing water and here the water may help because it's, it's a higher proof than normal. But then you lose the flavor also, you know, and you lose that that creaminess. You lose that oiliness that's present here. So uh, someone's, someone will have to call me an Uber tonight. <laughs> same thing. So I took back the rest of my drink. It is definitely it's a different experience. It's really, really good. It is. But really wow. Nice. It is. That is yeah. powerful. Yeah. What a, what a great start. What yeah. a great start. Yeah. Actually. Delicious. I yeah. can't emphasize enough, though, how helpful this little seminar and just how to approach a spirit like this was. Because when I first tried this, I mean, I it was it came in hot like everyone described, but flavor wise, for some reason, I just kept getting this licorice like taste. Exactly, yep. I had that earlier. Yeah, I, 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 I actually, licorice. I really, yeah. really dislike licorice, so it's just a personal sure. thing for me. I was like not very happy with this at first, and then listening to Puba describe, just just take some more of this down. <laughs> And your palate really does adjust, and yep. then the creaminess really comes to the forefront. Very unusual. And now this is very much in yeah. my wheelhouse. Yeah. So Absolutely. I think yeah. this is super instructive. Unusual. Yeah. It, it also accentuates the anise flavors of the cigar. Exactly. You know, honestly, right. yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree. I don't know. I think it goes, it, I don't know. I think there's, <laughs> I think there's a clash. Well, oh, the, I, I, well. I, I think the brininess might be clashing a little yeah. bit, but the anise that's present in the stick definitely uh, is highlighted here as well. I, but. I just think it's the stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So we're about halfway through here. We're about so look, through I, I will tell you, I, this is definitely a cigar for uh, for the guy that likes the lighter cigars. Much I think, mi- it's a I think mild, my father-in-law would love this Yeah, cigar. it's a very mild cigar. I happen to like this in the morning with a coffee. Yeah. yeah, it's very good, light. Good morning yeah, it's a good morning. I cigar. also think my father-in-law would love this cigar. <laughs> yeah, I totally think that he would love this. this I mean, hold I'm, on, for, hold for on. Me, this is better than an Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> Macanudo. Uh, you know, uh, I'm. You know, we're about halfway through. I to me, it hasn't changed much from the last time we checked in on it. It's a it's, simple. It's, it's a very simple cigar. It's smoking better than it was actually for me. I don't know about Puba, but. Um, you know, it's 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 improved a little bit, but it's Puba's still, throwing it down. He's yeah, done. It's still not. Uh, it's not great. I, it's not great. I think the thing for me that's just 
disappointing is that I like some of the flavors that I get out of this cigar. I just don't get enough of it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very exactly mild. Right. Like I really wish yeah. that they just had yeah. some some other something else in their line totally that agreed. has a little more yeah. oomph and, and very you know, mild. a bit more of very, that flavor. Very, very mild. Yeah. And that would be more, I feel like, a lot of our speed. Mm-hmm. Hard stop. Mm-hmm. That's totally accurate. It's There's nothing, absolutely nothing offensive about the flavor profile it's just not enough right it's mild. i mean for me i think that's the perfect description when i say flat or yeah one or it's just not it's it's not enough yeah. i totally agree and, and there's there's totally definitely light cigars that have a lot of flavor like yes. we talk about the qds yep um oh those are amazing it doesn't have enough body yeah the cigar no, the does body. not have enough body. body no it's not a flavor it's, it's, body. it's 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 mild and lacks body and for me you know, like they say in Shark Tank, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Quite literally. Quite literally. I think, I think the combination of the clashing with the tequila and the tough draw and some of the composite question, you know, comments you were you're raising, it's just, meh. I yeah, love mild, full-bodied. I don't yeah. think it's a clash. Yeah, I, I want to say the same thing. I, I'm with yeah. you, Rooster. I don't think this clashes, and I say that because I'm actually glad, given how mild this is, that we started with a Blanco that like doesn't have like a ton of those sort of, you know, whiskey notes that we would get out of a Anejo or something with more age. So I actually think the tequila helped this cigar. For yeah, me. I agree. I, I'm right there with you. Um, I, I, unfortunately I, I knew of the cigars that we'd smoked prior to this, but I've never had them. Uh, that's one of the great things you guys have done uh, for me through the podcast is, you know, sort of spark my interest in, in Cuban cigars uh, prior to this, all I smoked were New World cigars. Uh, so I had nothing to sort of base it off of, but it's kind of funny how they, they can work uh, between the anise um, and, you know, initially that that start of smoke that, I don't know, I feel like milder cigars, the, the, the smoke is really what sort of comes through and, and not a whole lot else. Is that a common Is that a common flavor profile in tequila anise? It's not. It's, it's not. not. No, no. Uh, what you're getting in this Blanco is unlike anything you will get in any other Blanco. It is just insane. And that's why for me, like, I appreciate it. If I bring another Blanco or at some point we get to taste another Blanco, you see just how different they are. And even a Blanco that's maybe 80 proof will drink hotter than this because it just doesn't have that creaminess. It doesn't have that, that developed character that this guy has. Well, let's try let's try our second tequila. Sounds good. Oh and yeah, then, uh, let's let's try that because it's staring at me, and I, I want to try it. You're dying to have it. I'm dying to have it. All right. I'm so into tequila, dude. It's beautiful. Anything oh. to help this cigar along. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't promise that on this one because this uh, this this tequila here, this is going to be Casanoble Reposado. Now everyone talks about celebrity tequilas, and obviously George Clooney uh, has Casamigos, and Sammy Hagar has. I forgot the name of it. Cabo, Cabo Wabo. Wabo. Uh, oh, boy. Gizmo coming in hot. <laughs> you know, the Kardashian has 818. And Justin Timberlake had 901 at some point. Don't forget point. about Dos Hombres, the and Breaking Dos Bad Hombres. guys. <laughs> yeah, I've actually never had that, and I probably would just because I love those guys. Yeah. And the Kardashians, mm-hmm. right? But, yeah, uh, yeah that's, like 818. that's 818. Yeah, 818. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Noble, and this uh, Carlos Santana has a stake oh. in this company, and he's had it since, I believe, 2013. Let me tell you something. Carlos Santana is a badass. He oh, is. Man. He what, is. A, what a guitar player. What a songwriter. Phenomenal. What a legend. Super humble about the whole thing, too. Like, he's nobody knows this. You know, he's not out there banging his chest, and they're not relying on his endorsement to be a popular brand or anything like that. So he's not riding a motorcycle like George Clooney? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On tractor trailers. <laughs> yeah. With the wind blowing through his hair. So, of course. And, and something else to take note on, you know, despite it being a, a celebrity tequila, he's doing everything right. I won't say he, but the brand is doing everything right. You know, they're making this in artisanal methods. They're using brick ovens. They're using, uh, you know, proper mills. They're waiting for a ripening of agaves. Maybe not as long as the Fuente Seca guy, but not as short as maybe some of the more popular uh, uh, tequilas that you see out there. Um, this is also very accessible, right? You can get this. Absolutely. Yeah. So from here on out, you know, the, the Blanco was, was 89 bucks, anywhere between, I say 89 to a hundred dollars, uh, probably more now. And the Casa Noble comes in at about 52. Yeah. Right? So now, great. And, and it's a lot easier to find at your local brick right. and mortar. Right. Uh, you don't have to go nuts for this one. 
But I'd much rather you buy this one than, say, the other one. What's everyone yeah. getting on the nose? Let's try this. Oh, the nose is wonderful. It really is. Oh, I'm drinking it. I don't know. Like, Sweet I don't know. I, I, you know what's interesting about this? It's so hard for me to describe the nose on these. I'm getting honey all day on this, Rick. I get like honey and even caramel. Honey and yeah. caramel, yeah. Right on the first li- first sip. Yeah. Yeah. Some vanilla. Pubo. Vanilla, vanilla. definitely. That yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. Lots of vanilla here. Lots of vanilla. Even butterscotch sometimes. But vanilla yep. is like the signature here. So but, is that like um, an added... added? Uh, it's not. It's, wow. It's not. So these guys use and for, forget... I speak great Spanish and pretty good English. My French, on the other hand, is somewhat iffy. So... These uh, this this brand uses French Limousin barrels to age their their their, their I, juice. I think Senator's getting an erection now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say erection. On the so <laughs> do not edit that. <laughs> the main difference here. So clinical in the description. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sorry, sorry. No, nah, no worries, no worries. The biggest difference here is. Um, these guys distill three times. Every most every other tequila distills only twice. Uh, these guys go three times, and they do that. You know, just sort of. They they they're going for a somewhat smoother experience, and they, they want that sort of that vanilla nose to come through on the. So is that what it does? It makes a tequila smoother. A little smoother. It sort of uh, cleans it up a little bit. You know, it, it makes it a, in my opinion, a little less soulful. Uh, but these guys do a good job of, you know, not screwing it up. Because it, it removes more of the particulates, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's less of the... Yeah. Usually that, that translates into a shorter finish. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It tr- translates into a, a less creamy or viscous tequila. But here, because of the vanilla and almost root beer, like if you guys get the, there's root beer on that finish, it's... it's 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 yeah it's insane. It almost tastes like a candy or something. It's yep. easy to drink. Yep. It's, it's super easy. To very drink. candy. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's almost super Werther's. Easy to drink. It's like a Werther's. It is. Yep. Yeah. The caramel's caramel's great. That's right there. And so there's no additives in this either. No right? additives. Yeah, it's well done. No additives. Brick ovens. They're using screw mills. Wow. Um, so like know. I look I look at this I I look at this I taste this and then I compare this to something that I feel like has a lot of additives, which is George Clooney's brand. Mm-hmm. And that is a very sweet tequila, right? Sure. This is George Clooney's brand. No, this no, is Carlos no, Santana. No, it's not. So, and, and oh, I, Carlos Santana. I like you too much. How, how many tequilas have you Hello. had, Rooster? <laughs> Welcome to the conversation, Rooster. <laughs> <laughs> George Clooney's yeah. By the way, just for the listener, they just legalized marijuana <laughs> in New Jersey. Yeah, you got to give Rooster a break. So... <laughs> I thought we were talking about George Clooney earlier. What's his brand? What's Casamigos. His? Casamigos. Casamigos. We're in so New, were, we're we're in New, we're in New Jersey, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> ascend, baby, ascend. Ascend. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I don't know what I was saying. Uh, something, viva, something about sweetness and additives. And viva Carlos Santana. It's, it's a better sweetness than I, than I get yeah. from that, that tequila. Yeah, I, I agree. That the, the reason I even asked specifically if there were additives in here is just because I, I feel like I'm conditioned whenever I have a tequila that this is fairly sweet, not overly sweet, but fairly sweet. I The first thing I worry about is additives, and I say that because... I mean, the one thing in the Casamigos line is Clooney's tequila. The, the Reposado is the sweetest tequila. It's the sweetest spirit, one of the sweetest spirits I've ever had in my life. And you immediately know there's no way that that can be natural. They're obviously adding stuff. And even, you know, Klaus Azul that we've talked about, uh, that Reposado is outrageously sweet. It's like candy to me. It's like cotton candy. I, I There's no way that that's all So natural. it begs the question, how, how do you produce the, a tequila that has sweet notes without any additives in it. What part of the process gives you that? You have to start with ripe agaves. Uh, so you're waiting right. a while then. You're so, waiting a while. So we're talking about to get ten, from, from... 10 plus years? Easily. Wow. You know, wow. I'd say a minimum That's of seven crazy. years. A minimum of seven years. And That's some go as far That's as That's amazing discipline for a company. Yeah. And this, this is just for a Blanco, right? So this isn't taken into account any aging that's done in wood. To get to a Reposado which you have to get to at least three months. Here's another question. Is agave farmed or is it, is it, is it out in the wild? Blue Weber agave is farmed. Okay. Uh, but it can't be harvested with any type of machinery. Mm-hmm. It has by to hand. be done by hand, and that's where the himadors come in. What's, it, that, what's, that, what's that tool they use? That that's called like a, a coa. 
It looks like a machete. COA, yeah. It's a, it's on a, it's a long stick, and at the end of it, there's sort of like this. It's like a sickle. Yeah. Not a sickle. Well, it's uh, it's rounded. I don't want to say a teardrop. It's kind of like a half circle, sort of oblong, uh, and they sharpen the edge before they hit the fields, and they go out there, and you know, there's no other way to do it. You know, and and more more often than not, there's no way to even get transportation onto the fields to bring the agave back to the distillery. So that's where the donkeys come into play. You know, they load the horses or the donkeys up with the agave to carry back to the the how the how truck big that's how carrying. big is an agave? Whew. They could go. I would say at minimum, you're talking like 18 kilos. Oh wow! Right? Wow! And then above that, you know, the blue Weber agave gets pretty big. Um, you know, you do with aging, you do lose volume. So size-wise, like a watermelon? Yeah, no. larger. Much larger. larger. Oh, yeah. wow. Larger. Yeah, yeah. wow. I'd say probably at a minimum of like three to four times. Like that. a big, yeah. big, massive We'll pumpkin. get to the Fortaleza, but if you look at the Fortaleza cap there, that's what a mm-hmm. finished piña looks like. Okay. So the only step left after that is cutting it in half before they place it into the ovens. I just can't, so, I just can't wrap my head around why people do this? No, 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 not <laughs> why. I know why, but just the 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 investment, the energy, the time to, to see this thing from seed to harvest to bottled to consumed is such a there's such a long tail isn't on it, this isn't process. It, isn't it reminiscent to the process of making a cigar? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's cigar, the beauty of wine. what I'm. Everything I'm hearing is really reminiscent to what and, we're smoking, and regardless you know, of the cigar, it does tie to the the cigar. And we've talked yeah. about this. You know, it's a handmade product. Yeah, yeah, made by human beings. There's an like, artisanal quality to the cigar, yes. and what I'm appreciating about the tequila, I didn't realize how artisanal it was. How many hands touched it? It's incredible. It is. It is a passion project for these people. Yes, they want to make a profit, but it is a it, it's a handmade, earth, you know, uh, earth mm-hmm. uh, organic, yeah, organic product. That yeah, it, and and the best of them don't have additives and and junk in them, and they're not machine made. It's and they take it's a celebration of of, of time and effort and energy and sweat. And you can taste that. And you can taste yeah. it. Yeah, you know, which is again, yeah, said it be earlier, coming from a pedestrian understanding of tequila, this has really changed. You know, this artisan understanding of it, uh, you know, it has really changed my perspective yeah, on tequila. Just, just like great. a cigar. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's yeah. a hard, it's a hard, it's a very difficult category to navigate um, without a little bit of guidance. So for me, this has been helpful because. Um, Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not like scotch, you know, it, which it's a little, it's a little bit easier to navigate there's a lot of tequilas out there, a lot. Uh, you get a single malt scotch, a single malt scotch, and it's a little bit, there's not as many brands. Yeah. Um, so, and there's age statements on them, and there, there's a lot of, well, they're old brands, so they're well-documented. You know, these are brands that have been around for a long time. There's a lot of new entrants into the, into the, the, the tequila market. And it makes it a it makes it a tough one to navigate. So you're mixing in premium, what's what are marketed as premium spirits, which a lot of it's marketing. And how do you how do you parse that? How do you not? You got to really do your research to find out. I think what you you know value for money, what you can well, get. This it's is, a complicated category. To this navigate. is a very sexy space, clearly, because there are so many celebrities in it, right? I mean, we have to admit that. I mean, because it's drinking bars and clubs. Exactly. And it's can, a it's a it's a fun thing for these celebrities yeah. to throw some money into. They get a great you know return on it. They market the shit out of it, and everybody's talking about George Clooney's tequila or yeah. or the Kardashian. It's a young person. Oh, look, exactly. any, any, also, any spirit that's mixed into a cocktail or a drink of any exactly. kind, they're selling much more of it, right? They're consuming much more of it. Definitely. Yeah. Disclaimer, I've never had Casamigos. Ever. That's George Clooney's, right. by the way. I've never Thank had you, Casamigos. I'm just wanted to clarify. <laughs> uh, you know, let's, you let's know just, mo- motorcycle <laughs> with the wind in the hair. This boom is driven by there's been a huge void. Right? Like we think about years ago when any of us tried tequila for the first time, the number of tequilas that you would find on a shelf in a store, you could count on your hands. That's Jose. true. Jose Cuervo. That was it, right? <laughs> Jose Cuervo, Salsa, a few true. others, and like yeah. that was it. Yeah. Sal- and Sal- I, Sal- there's a the huge opportunity tequila, there. Yeah. And honestly, before we started drinking tequila, you guys turned me on to it. Honestly, I was intimidated by it. I didn't, you know, I felt, yeah. It's me like too. you said back in college. 
For me, it wasn't that far I, I long ago, but it would make me sick. <laughs> I honestly. could have never imagined it pairing as well with the cigars it does. Yeah. I really could. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of cigars, boys, we're coming to the end of the La Punta. From San Cristobal de la Habana. I, um, my opinion has not changed. I'm curious what the rating is going to be on this thing from everybody. But um, Well, you know, we can't always rate an eight or a nine cigar you're totally in right. this room. You're totally right. And I, I would say from a, a Cuban standpoint, my... My re- guess really is that this is going to be on the weaker end. Yeah. You know, so. But it's indicative guys? of the profile as well. Absolutely. So mild Absolutely. cigar. Yeah. And, and the taste profiles in this room yep. don't align with mild. Right. You know, so you guys ready to give this the formal lizard rating? We good? So, Rooster, you're up. Yeah. So I, th- I think this is a good, decent morning cigar, maybe with a cup of coffee Agreed. and stuff. It's mild. does have good aroma. I mean, it is kind of flat. It's like one note. You one know. note. So I'm gonna give it a six. Okay. Yeah. Uva. It's 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 a six for me. I'm not. I, I what we said we made the points before. I don't think we need to. Yeah, go we don't need to harp there. on it. No. For me, this is a five all day. I'm at a six. Okay. Ricky, our guest. <laughs> Sir. Guest lizard. First guest to make her to say, have a rating here. That's yeah. exactly right. Uh, so yeah, Gizmo, I'm with you. I'm I'm at a five. And maybe I'm a little biased just because I feel like these tequilas are freaking awesome and the cigar is just not, you know, and not, not to say that we're pairing them in any, by any means, but yeah, it's, I actually probably smoked a little bit more than the first third and haven't touched it. Grinder, you're up. I'm a six. I'm at a seven. And I, I say that because I do love this in the morning. It gets me started. Okay. Nice and mild and simple. And for an entry-level Cuban, which is what I think this is, I think it does its job. Well, the Composite Lizard score, boys, is a 5.9. Ooh. That's the lowest rating for a Cuban cigar I, ever on this podcast. Ever. Ever. In 30 episodes. That's right. 30, 32 episodes. Definitely on the lowest end of it. Okay, I'll burn them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these, these, these might need some age. Yeah, let them sit for Maybe. a while. But I wonder yeah. if since they are so mild, I mean, with time, I can't imagine. I mean, that well, gonna... you know, I mean <laughs> so, so is a Hoyer. Than they are. It's not like they're super young. Right, yeah, but, but you know, like a, some cigars do need a lot more aging than others. Like like some of the Hoyos and Montes, I think some of the older uh, Montes, I mean, and the Hoyo Epicures, you know, you let them yeah, but, sit for like 10 years. Yeah, so. but, 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 but they're starting off with so much more. A Hoyo Epicure mm-hmm. number two is very mild. When they're when they, they're fresh, they they they'll bite you. They'll they're there's I don't know. Yeah, they're pretty I, mild. I mean, you let them let them sit for a while. I think an Epi two is 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 a far better cigar at any age than than oh, this will this ever is, be. This, this, is, this is this is they're not even in the same yeah, conversation. I would certainly put that above this. Cigar. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but we have our, our rating did that. Them. Sure. Our rating. Sure. Yeah. I, I think the fact that I have never heard of this. I mean, I, I mean, I maybe have heard of it, but I didn't really. It's a fairly, let's go back to the tube. Brand. Let's go back to the tubo for the for the Epi two. I just I don't want to let it go because I don't think that this is like an Epi two. I don't. It didn't. I mean, to quote Senator, this cigar is way has more way fuller than I anticipated it to be um, when we smoked that 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 tubo, and it, I think it got a pretty good rating. It I'm did. just saying, it absolutely, did. you know, like mild doesn't mean. Uh, lack of flavor. Lack, lack of, of flavor. Lack of body. You know, I, you know, yeah, okay, it's kind of, it's not a nicotine stick, the Epi 2, but it delivers some body when they're good. So I think just. And that was a 2020, 20 what, 2016, 2017 that you brought in the tuba? No. No? No, that was like a 2020. Oh, it was. Okay. Or a 19 or a 20. It was a great cigar. Listen, at the end of the day here, a 5.9 says it all, boys. Yes, sir. It does. So, uh, Ricky will be back for part two of our tequila deep dive in two weeks. I want to thank Ricky. He's a uh, chef and partner at Anejo. I can't say that as well as he can. Anejo. Anejo. There you go. Anejo. I can't do the Anejo's. Uh, in, you just did it. Uh, in New York and Philly. And uh, we'll have him back in two weeks. We really appreciate you coming out, Ricky, and being our first guest in the pod and educating us degenerate lizards on uh, the wonders of artisan yeah. tequila thank you ricky thank yeah. you just returning thank a favor you. guys for you, those did of, it, you did it with, with cuban cigars for me so thank you absolutely thank you. and for those of you in the northeast uh the united states 
Northeast Corridor. Got to check out uh, Philly and, and New York Añejo locations. They're doing great stuff over there. And Ricky's, you know, obviously you can see the proof is in the pudding with the, how much commitment they're doing there. Yeah, they know their stuff. They know their stuff. And the food is great, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course. All right, boys. A 5.9 for the San Cristobal de la Habana La Punta. Some great tequila. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you.